Crazy Effing Mommy, episode 116. I'm Elise DeLucci, your host. Welcome to my living room on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. How are you doing? It's Friday morning. It's very early. I had a Caroline show last night. Kids are still in bed. Wow, what a week I have had. Thank you to everybody that came out to the Caroline show. It was me uh, co-headlining with Nikki Smigs, um, another Italian-American comedian. We had a great time. We had a great time. I talked about some Wall Street stuff, given uh, I had a recent press article in the, the New York Post. Oh, my, we have so much to talk about. Okay, back to the day. Let's start with the fact. Paper money is not paper. It's 75% cotton and linen. Okay, people, why the paper? Why? I don't know. I, I actually think I knew that, but I thought there was a paper blend. I thought, there was, I thought it was a blend. I'm always, when is paper money going to not exist anymore? When? I, we talked about that a few weeks ago. I think, um, you know, I, I don't know, 20 years, I, it'll still be around. Non-existent, a lot of cashless today. A lot of, we know this, a lot of cash, went into the store the other day, masks and cashless. We were up in the ante. It's, it's hard, it's very hard. And by the way, let me say something. I said on stage last night, my grandmother in Brooklyn, my only living grandparent, uh, she just turned 92 yesterday. Yay, Nani. And uh, there's a whole generation of people, well, the ones that are still alive, particularly depression, they're, they're iced out, I feel like, of the world right now. Like they're iced out of the zeitgeist. They're iced out because they they can't they 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 can't keep up with the digital technologies. I talked to my grandmother about paper money sometimes. Oh, you your paper money may go away, Nani. Oh, this is what cryptocurrency is. This is how you buy it. This is where you store it. It's a hot wallet. It's on the iPhone. She doesn't even have an iPhone. She has a flip phone. A flip phone. A flip phone. She has a flip phone that she bedazzled with Elmer's glue. I mean, so cute. And has like things like American flag, like shiny metallic stickers on it. Like, you know, I think it has like hit me baby one more time as the ringer. Like, and she doesn't even hear it. Like, she, there's a whole generation, a, a, a dying, a, a dying out, unfortunately. Fabulous generation. But they are like just completely locked out um, of technology and it sucks. And that's, that's, that's the way that it is. So, but anyway, paper money, that's it. Not paper money, not paper. Okay. I had some week this week. We have so much to talk about. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm wearing uh, one of my favorite kimonos from Shibui Spa because I went there on Monday for my birthday. I was off on Monday. Um, got a massage down at Shibui Japanese Spa at the Greenwich Hotel. Thank God they had a last minute appointment. It's literally the best spa in Manhattan. It's beautiful. It's beautiful so calming. It's so great. And look, I don't know about massage prices outside the city. I think outside this, I don't know what the rate is for massage prices. I'm going to say 60 minutes, 55 minutes, maybe what? Is it 120, 130? This? No. This is like, it was like close to $300. I don't, I don't care. I needed a break. You know, when you, you know, when you're just like, I'm done. I don't, whatever it is, it is like, just sign me up. Like, I, who cares? But I, I remember when I first went like four or five years ago, of course, like every tired mother, you go to a spa and you're like, I'll take all the products. Like I, I bought the robe and I, but I love the robe because it's long to the floor. Kimono has like a fan kind of um, pattern on it, but 
cotton, like a heavy, almost cotton linen, like paper money. And uh, it has the big wide sleeves, a giant thick belt that you could like wrap a few times. It's it's very chic. It's a look. It's like Yoko Ono, what she would wear walking around her house. Okay, just that. Anyway, moving right along. <sighs> the New York Post article. The New York Post, the Sunday Post, did a big feature on me this past weekend. I'm saying it. I almost can't believe it. I've had press before, the Staten Island Advance Business Insider. Great. Amazing. Every, I appreciate any little thing that I, I, I have had. I, so blessed. And like not saying that word in the corny way. Like really, like I, it's like my wildest. But the New York Post knew that I was doing a show at the writer of the New York Post, the editor, whatever, heard I was doing a show at Caroline's with Nikki Smigs and they contacted me and said, could we do a little write-up on the show? Little blurb. I was like, sure, that's it. Then we got to talking, you know, can't get on me, edit a write-up, whatever. And next thing I know, she's like, you know what? Like, I literally so identify with you. You know, like she said, I, I read your stuff. I listened to your podcast. You know, so a friend told me about you, whatever. She works in the corporate world. She, she, we just have a similar background. And she said, can I profile you? We like to, pro, pro, I, she said, I usually cover uh, celebrities um, and uh, I like to do cover celebrities, influencers, interesting New Yorkers that, you know, big personalities. So I'm sure you can, <laughs> but it was so public and it, it came out online the day before it came out online and the, the, the online title was a little funny. It was like crypto comic talks about Wall Street or something, finds the funny in Wall Street, something like that. But the the paper type, the, the title and the actual print paper was great. It was the wit of Wall Street. And um, and of course, I don't only talk about money and Wall Street on stage. I mostly talk actually about divorce and kids and my family and that kind of stuff, right? And being a single mom and whatever. But I was telling her that uh, my act is changing. Not, I'll not, I'm never going to abandon my my personal the, you know those stories and everything that's going on in the day to day but i do think there's something to be said about um all of uh my experience and i i do think that um it's interesting so us comedians our stuff our act our material obviously evolves as we grow so and i love nothing more than all of my Italian life and the, the craziness with the one, the British daughter, my old daughter, Annalise, and the, my younger, tough daughter, Vivian. I, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's great. But a great comedian, when you see, look, I'm talking about a big pro, like 20 years pro, you know, like, like, like been doing it for decades. When you go and you buy your tickets to go see Sebastian, right? If he tours this year or then he goes on tour two years from now, you are seeing a totally different show, right? He's a great, comedian. He's a real, he's a, 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 a real comedian. But then there are other people that you see them, you know, you could see them now and then you could see them in 10 years and they're doing the exact same act because it's comfortable. They know they're going to get laughs. They know the joke's going to land, all that. So my act obviously always evolves and, and it seems to be going in this, this, this almost worky way. And I, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, moving along. Thank you to the New York Post, to the editors, to the photographers. It was, it, it's, it's such an honor. But I, here's the thing. You think you could, you post, could you have posted it on your Instagram? Like, I love you people, but like, really? You got like 700,000 followers on Instagram. Could you give me a little juice? Because that is only how my career is going to grow in the digital age, people. Okay. Um, It was my birthday. So what a like birthday surprise that was. Um, 
I had a, a, a really nice birthday. Chill. Like, and let me say, I went to a wedding on Saturday. I went to a great wedding. Oh my God, it was at St. Patrick's Cathedral. Beautiful. It was at the uh, the New York Public Library on Fifth Avenue. Oh, like cake by Ron Ben Israel. Just like really like fabulous. Really Carrie Bradshaw. Amazing. Beautiful Italian young couple. You're watching this couple, they're dancing. They have the whole life ahead of them. So nice. It's like, you have no idea what life is in store for you. <laughs> no. But they're starting off on a very fancy foot. I'll tell you that. Buckle up, kids. Um, save your freaking money. That's all I got to say to you. But okay, so then, so that, that was kind of like I got dressed up. That was kind of like the birthday thing. I didn't even bother buying a dress. I want, you know, I would have bought a dress if uh, my boyfriend mentioned that it was black tie. He gave me like three days notice. So of course I did rent the runway. And I wound up wearing a, a velvet gown with a slit in it. Nothing. I mean, I, again, I would have really loved to, to really dress up, I, you know. Like men telling a woman three days before a black tie wedding, get a dress. It's like, yeah, okay. First of all, I told Chris, do you know how much gowns cost these days? Like I will be in Bloomingdale's for uh, Saks, Macy. I could be a thousand dollars and I'll have to be in there for three months because nothing fits and then it's too long. Guys, I can't even. I was like, screw it. For $60, I'll rent a beautiful gown. I rented three. I said, one of three has to fit and it doesn't fit. If it doesn't fit, I'm just not going to eat. I'm, I'm going to squeeze my ass in that game. But it was great. Very classic. Um, beautiful. So birthday, Monday, just low key, hung out with the kids, went for Chinese, you know, ordered everything on the menu, general sales. Just great. Wajil, Upper East Side, Szechuan. Beautiful. Just everything was great. Okay. Here's the thing. Boyfriend got, got me a gift. Of course he did. I had to return it. You know, I, I love a good return. I love the drama of a return. It's just like, just give me the receipt, you know? No, here's the thing. He bought me a diamond bangle bracelet. It was beautiful. The problem is it wasn't one of those bangles that just slip on your wrist, you know? It was one that had a clasp, like a clamshell. And it wasn't a circle bangle. It was an oval. You know, they make these oval bangle bracelets, these oval uh, ovals, you know, and it's because they think, I don't know, your wrist is an oval shape and it's going to be more comfortable. Here's the thing. The second that oval shape of the bracelet shifts, it starts banging on your wrist in an uncomfortable angle. And then next thing you know, the thing opens up. It was too tight. I just... I said to him, it, it's too tight. And I said, and I bang in my hands all around. I'm busy with the kids. I said, you don't care. And he said, no, of course not. I want, I, but this is the thing. Don't you want me to wear it and enjoy it? I don't want, I can't wear jewelry that's not functional. Like I just can't do it. I was talking to uh, my friend's jeweler recently. And I said to him, uh, I, I, I'm not going to get anything because, you know, I said I was going to get the, I told you last week I wanted to get these paternity bands made. I'm not wearing anything that I can't like wear every day. Like when I go to the diner with girlfriends, like out of the city, you know, whatever, we go for restaurant, go to the restaurant, all my girlfriends and all the other ladies, they're sitting out for dinner and they're all in, you know, ate, iced out. I ate carrot diamond tennis bracelets. They're in, you know, the, the, the giant rings, pom-poms hanging off their hand. And I, you know, whether that's fake or whatever, they got the, the they have the, the stud the diamond studs. Some of them have the, the jackets on the studs, you know, that's to make the stud really pop like a diamond jacket on the stud. It's like, I, it's beautiful and I love it, but I don't live that life. So I, ju- so anyway, 
I just need practical jewelry. The other thing is even if, even if I did live that life, I'm not keeping a bracelet that um, if I bang my wrist around, it's going to pop open and it's too tight. And, and, and uh, you know what it felt like? It felt a little like it was almost like made for like a small, like a smaller person. And I don't have big wrists. Anyway, he was all fine with it. But then it came out like a couple of days later that he was offended. And, you know, it's like, listen, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being harsh. I, I love it. I did. I love I wanted to love it. I wanted to love it. I wanted to keep it. You know, and don't get me started that it came from a real store, not a jeweler. And, you know, and of course they like, they don't do like a full refund. So I, I, anyway, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I just, I, I, I like when people get a deal, you know how I am. I, you know, you, you like that too. Like when I go into Bloomingdale's, right? They, they, Bloomingdale's has beautiful jewelry, fine jewelry section. And by the way, little secret, like four times the year, they do a sale, like 65% off. And if you say to the jewel, the, the, the people at, the, at the, the counter, can you do a better price? Sometimes they'll give you an extra five, 10. I don't know if he was doing this kind of negotiating. I don't know, but I'm not, I can't do dainty. I, it, I, I can't do dainty because it, it, what if I gain weight on my wrist? What if I gain, what, what, <laughs> what if my wrist fattens up? Because I'll tell you, Marino's ISIS has been a real problem for me. Okay. <laughs> like moving right along. Marino's ices, by the way, when we were kids, remember Marino's? They came in a paper cup and they came with the uh, the stick, a wooden stick. You know, and you'd scrape, scrape the stick, the ice, right? And then you'd get like halfway through the ice and you'd flip it and it would be that like gooey, sugary part. No more paper stick in the cup, no more. And the cup is not paper anymore, which by the way, why not? Because that should be, envi- that's environmentally friendly. It's now a plastic cup, okay? Um, and I, so I, he had COVID a few weeks ago, Chris, and I went to his house and for whatever reason, I, I brought over Marino's ices because they were probably on sale in the freezer section. And I, and I became an addict. I, I, I had, I had a three week addiction, sick addiction. I, I can't even begin to tell you. I had to just do cold turkey. I had to throw out, I had to throw it out. I had to throw them out in my fridge. I went, I got him a box. What did I get him? Lemon. And I had a lemon a few weeks ago. I was like, oh my God, I forgot how good these were because I hadn't had one in 20 years. And then I got rainbow and then I got watermelon. It, it was like, I, I just, it was like the taste of nostalgia. It was like, it was so good. Okay, here's the thing. It was so good. I haven't seen it in the supermarket in a long time. And then the flipping of the ice and getting that that gooey sugary part. It was the taste. It was like the memories. And it was almost like, you know, when you smell perfume and it takes you back to like, you know, prom when like you, the guy you liked like wouldn't dance with you. Like it, it was like that, but a happy memory. It was like the long days on the block growing up, the ice cream man coming around, you know, like having like, the, you know, getting a cone for like, 75 cents a dollar. And then at night, like begging my mom to have another dessert. And it was either like a Marino's ice or one of those like long ices in the plastic that you'd have to cut, you know, those like those long thing, like freezy, freezy ices or whatever they called them. That it was like that nostalgia. The problem is is that I started having them for breakfast. I know, I know it's, it's, it's a problem. I will say I bought the chocolate. I I did like, you know, I didn't enjoy the chocolate that I, I, you know, so Oh, and then the other thing, 
where was I? Um, oh, I did a show. Remember Goomba? You know Goomba John? Not remember. That would be that was not nice. Goomba Johnny from KTU is a very, very, very funny comedian, and he's actually on tour with Anthony Rodia. And uh, him and I were on a show together in Queens, and he, uh, I, you know, I don't know. We were just go, shooting the breeze, and after the show, there was an Acme supermarket around the corner. So I went, of course. That, that's what I do. I usually go to like any any supermarkets. That's what, like that's like how I decompress. Just so you know, like I, I have to take. I do a loop sometimes before, sometimes after. Now, if it's in the city, I'll go to like a bodega. But anyway, I uh, <laughs> I went to Acme and they had Luigi's ices, and I was like, oh, here's the difference between Marinos and Luigi's. You should do a taste test because it's fun. You could do it with your kids, right? Or you could just do it for breakfast, like I was doing. <laughs> Marino's is like a scrape ice. It's like really like you scrape it. Delish. Luigi's is like creamy. Like when you take the spoon, it like like a soft serve ice cream. I really prefer Marino's, but I still ate the box of Luigi's anyway. Okay. Do you know that Nick Cannon, by the way, is having his ninth and 10th baby with two different women? Like, I, I'm not on board with that. Like if you want to have a baby out of wedlock, who cares, right? Like do you do your thing. Like it's 2022. Nobody gives a shit. But like really? First ninth and 10th, two different women. I'm sorry. How are you for how are you even dealing with two pregnant women? And and he has eight other kids. And and and, and he's cute. He's a, you know, he's adorable. And uh, Mariah Carey's ex-husband, right? And what do they have? Monroe and Morocco. I think is that that's it. Roe and Rock or something. Do you know he also, he has, because, you know, I was telling you about um, Elon Musk's kids, X and Y, you know, named after Tesla's, like really, or Tesla's named after him. But 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 Nick Cannon has a five-year-old daughter named Powerful Queen. Power. Power is actually not terrible. That's not a terrible name. Like Power, Pow. But Powerful Queen, it's a little much for me. They have another one. Another, he has another, uh, uh, I think he has a son named Zen. Another, I looked, Zillin, what is it? Zillin and Zion. He likes, he likes the, 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 the rhyme. What is it? Is that an onomatopoeia? Zillin and Zion? Moroccan and Monroe? I don't know. But you know what? It made me think, he's probably doing more of the, the naming influence than the women, right? Because all the names, they kind of have like a vibe. I don't know. You know what I want to know? Back to jewelry. Who is inheriting the queen's jewels, by the by? I at, I looked it up because I couldn't help. First of all, let me just say, there's a, a, a crown. It's a sapphire crown. You got, It's the Belgian uh, sapphire tiara. I think she wore it like in the 60s. It's very, it's, it's a very traditional looking tiara. It's so beautiful. And when you see it, if you Google it, the, the gems, like you can't even believe, like it's real. You know, when I went to the UK, a few months ago, I went to the uh, Tower of London and saw the crown jewels. And, you know, you're seeing, and by the way, they had the crown jewels in these glass encasements. And you used to be able to just walk, because I went, like, I saw them when I was 16. My mother told me when I was 16 that I could either have a sweet 16 or I could go to London to go visit a friend with another friend that I was traveling with. My mother was like, probably going through the divorce at the time. She got divorced when I was 17. She was probably like, I don't want to deal with the party. Just like go to the UK. Anyway, so, but but that that time when I saw the crown jewels, I remember you could go over to them and take a picture and and that's it. But now you can, uh, you you when you, when I saw them a few months ago, the, the crown jewels, the 
are in a glass box, right? Like the the flower from Beauty and the Beast kind of glass encasement. But you can't just walk up to them anymore and take a picture. There's like almost uh, one of those airport traveling footpath, those, those, those movable things, you know, like when you get on, so you don't have to walk the whole, you know, it's almost like an a flat escalator. So it moves you around the crown jewel so you can't take a picture. So when I was there a few months ago seeing these jewels, I you know, you can't really appreciate like that you're looking at a crown and then it or a tiara or whatever and then and then it like then the register part comes in that it's it's real. Like cuz the gems are are enormous. Anyway, that's that. But look up the Belgian sapphire tiara, Queen Elizabeth. The lion's share of the queen's jewels, according to the Daily Express, are going to be given to Kate, who's the new princess of Wales. But technically, Camilla is going to get first dibs. Um, and by the way, the jewels worth billions of pounds. I don't know, though, and I, I, it wasn't clear when I read this, that because some of the jewels must be owned by the state. You know, we talked about that, right? Like they, a lot of the, they, they, they a lot of their money, the royals, their money and the stuff, you know, it's owned, it's like state property. So it might be owned by the state, whatever, who cares who owns it for your whole lifetime, you could wear it. But I just don't know. Like, okay. She didn't like Diana, right? Like we, we know that she, you know, she didn't like Diana. So if Diana was still around and married to Charles, you know, uh, I think though, even though she didn't like her, she would still get a lot of, she would probably get the first pick because she's the boy's mother, you know? Camilla? I don't know. I, 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 I you know, listen, Kate's, Kate's gonna make out like a bandit. Meghan Markle, I mean, I don't, she'd be lucky if someone throws her an emerald. I mean, <laughs> like, that's it. But, the, you know, I can't imagine what that's like. I remember a long, long, like, like long, like 20 years ago, I had an aunt Ida and she died. And it was my father's aunt. And we went to her house in, uh, I think it was in like Forest Hills or something. I don't know. In Queens. And I think like we would take it, my, my, my parents were taking like a couch, something like that. But I remember my dad being like, oh, if there's anything you want, like, you know, like, take, you know, she passed away. There was like, really, no, just take it. I remember having getting this little pocketbook, this little tweed handbag thing, like a kind of a carpet bag, you know? And, uh, and I, you know, and I loved it. And I, I can't imagine what it's like to, for somebody to call you to like Windsor Castle and say, grandma's dead. Come pick the jewels. Like, like, like what? <laughs> like the euphoria that goes through your head. Some people, they just live the craziest lives. Just the craziest lives. Rachel Ray, by the way, is the new New York City school lunch lady. What a job, what a, what a life she's had, right? Started as a waitress in upstate New York, turns cookbook author, turns celebrity chef. Now she's tapped by the city of New York to create uh, all these like plant-based, like healthy recipes for the school. And it's a, it's a thing. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Someone said, oh, you know, the school lunch, New York City public school lunches aren't exactly so delicious. And, um, you know, and she's going to infuse this deliciousness and fun into the uh, school menus. Here's my thought. Amazing. 
Love you, Rachel. Love, love, love you. Love you. The issue I have is that so many kids go without food, like in New York City. I don't know. I think it's like, it's something like it's a, the saddest statistic, like one in four or something like that, like or go hungry. And like in the summer, if, this, if they don't have access to school, breakfast and lunch, they, they, they really are hungry. So instead of, and I'm assuming Rachel's getting paid for this and I'm going to just assume, I don't know if it's a nonprofit thing, but I'm assuming if she is getting paid and it, there's some for-profit element, it's coming out of maybe some, I don't know, taxpayer dollar. I don't know. A, a New York Board of Ed dollars. How about instead of zhuzhing up the menus with the celebrity chef, Mayor Adams, why don't we just concentrate on keeping all the kids fed? Okay, let me tell you something, people. A few uh, years ago, and maybe it was like two years ago, right? I think it was right before the pandemic. One of uh, the principals of a nearby public school sent an email out saying that, um, you know, uh, like the, the, the school was going to be open, like in the summers, and she was giving all these statistics about the hungry kids. This is how, you know, I know some of this stuff. And, um, and, and like, and I think there was something that was budget cuts. I basically emailed the principal. Here's the point of the story. I emailed the principal and I said, would, I'm a comedian. Would you be interested in me putting together a uh, charity fundraiser to raise money for the school's food programs for New York City, right? And I don't know how the process is. We could f- just do for one school, whatever. And the principal was so nice. Thank you so much. No, no, no. And I, you know, I'm not saying even I would perform. I mean, I would have liked to, but, but uh, you know, I'm talking about big name comics, right? And sell, you know, they would have sold tickets, $100, whatever the price was. And all the proceeds go to, for the, the food for the children fine. But now we got this celebrity mayor who seems more that, you know, Mayor Adams, who seems to care more about his tailored Hugo Boss suits and, you know, going out to French Montana album release parties, than actually uh, taking care of the crime and shit that's going around Manhattan. So it's like, and now you have this uh, celebrity chef Ooh, I just had a, something came through. Is that a call? Anyway, I, they have the celebrity chef situation. It's like <sighs> Rachel, I'm so happy that you got this job and it's great and you're doing the Lord's work, but you're worth like tens of millions of dollars. I think part of your um, your New York City school lunch lady new hat that you'll be wearing, maybe you should put together like a meal plan, maybe for like low-income families uh, to, to, to be able to make, recreate their, these meals at home, maybe like under $3 dinners or something. I know that sounds crazy, but just something. There's one thing that I can't deal with, and that's uh, hungry children. I mean, or child abuse, obviously. I, if I ever have a platform that's big enough, if I ever uh, really made made it, I that's 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 definitely the charity uh, aspect that I am on for, which are, uh, which which is the less fortunate kids. Okay, okay. There are tear-off cocktail napkins, people, on Amazon for $19, which is ridiculous for a cocktail napkin. But apparently, I have not bought them. A friend told me they're called My Drape Cotton... Wait, My Drape Cotton Cocktail Napkin Roll. I don't... I don't... She works in publishing. And she said to me, Elise, people at Vogue were buying this these tear-off uh, cocktail napkins. And I thought, what a fabulous idea. Because paper nap... Uh, play, um, uh, fabric napkins are so elegant and gorgeous, but nobody uses like uh, 
fabric napkins. I mean, maybe you have some stuffed in like your china cabinet, right? And you put them out with like a little napkin ring with birds on them, you know, maybe like a silver, like a silver plate napkin ring that you got from for your wedding. Because when you got married, you were convinced that you were going to be throwing lavish, you know, Audrey Hepburn style dinner parties and newsflash, you didn't. <laughs> but if you want to have the holiday and you don't want to serve, you know, the, the, the Scott tissue napkins with the ducks and the birds on them, there are these beautiful, apparently paper towel like tear off cocktail napkins that I will look at. I do not have dinner parties in my small apartment. I wish I did. I wish I did. And on the dinner party note, I was on Tiffany's website, by the way, because I wanted to send somebody a little gift because they had a baby. And I wanted to send a little crystal, like something, a tchotchka. I don't know, maybe maybe even a candy dish. I know it's like for a baby, but I was, I'm not going to do the sterling silver Tiffany's rattle for like 400. Like I'm not doing that. I'm just not. Tiffany used to have, all this crystal, all these, this crystal gifts, you know, they, they had things for $25 for $50. And I'm talking about just as recent as a few years ago, actually, actually, when I was at my last job, I used to send out um, like mailers to our biggest clients. And I used to work with this woman, Adriana Cento. Hi, if you're listening, Adriana, she would die if she knew I was shouting her. She lives in Staten Island. And she actually, we met through at Tiffany. She was my corporate like rep, like the business rep, like the sales, corporate salesperson at Tiffany. And she would say, I would say, oh, Adriana, I have to send out, you know, like a set of candles, you know, like, I don't know, 12 sets of candlesticks. Like what what do you do? Just send me a catalog. And she'd put something together for me and we would pick and then they would handle the ship. It's like beautiful. They they do that great, right? Uh, Behind the scenes, like Tiffany's known, obviously for a lot of those like corporate gifting. Anyway. Adriana has left that world. Now she's in the coffee business. She married a guy. Well, she's been married, but he had a big coffee business in uh, in uh, Italy. She married an Italian from Italy and they, they live on Staten Island. She was working at Tiffany. He was doing this commercial coffee business. And then they started, she left Tiffany and they started doing coffee carts at people's weddings. And they did like all these espresso carts at, for like the Jersey Shore wedding. Just FYI, you should check her out. I can't remember her coffee brand shit. I wish I could tell you and give her a shout out. Because once she sent me like a little coffee package. But by the way, I should say this, Adriana, if you're listening or anybody, if you're planning a wedding or a baby shower, okay, or any kind of party, a bar, whatever, not barbecue, but well, maybe a barbecue. Having an espresso cart like rolled in, I think is so cute, right? Like I, I thought that was a really like great idea. When I went to my girlfriend Priscilla's son's communion recently, they had a gelato cart. Okay, anyway, so Adriana was my rep at Tiffany and we used to do these things, these crystal things. So the other day I went on Tiffany, looked for crystal. They had freaking nothing, nothing. Everything has the Tiffany logos on. I was just like, what is this? What, what, what happened to the plaid crystal? I have a beautiful plaid, Tiffany plaid crystal. That was the pattern, decanter. You know what they had? A set of five, I can't, bone china cups, no handle, like coffee cups, but no, with no handle to look like a paper mug. And it has Tiffany and Co. on it. Like, it's cute, but like, really? And wait, here, <laughs> brace yourself, $425. You can keep it for $425, people. Okay, like, really, Tiffany? Like, I just wanted to send a nice gift. If you have, everybody, if you know of any, like, go to like stores or websites that you use. Like if you want to send somebody like a little like 
30, 50, $60 gift, like, please let me know because I don't want to send somebody something from Amazon. It comes in the brown Amazon box. I I, I, I don't want to pay for the extra Amazon wrapping because honestly, it's like not nice. <laughs> like I did it once and it, and it came to me though first on accent. And it was like this like weird, like metallic blue, like, I don't know, like bag. It was so like, that was the extra $5 I paid for wrapping. I was like, really? But I just want to find a store that I could send that I could that like my go-to that I could send somebody a little trinket. Um, I, I, I do use like Sherry Lemon for like, or is it Sherry Lehman? I don't even know. For like wines and like that. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Product of the week, people. There's a weighted hula hoop that I ordered. It's a weird brand because it's on Amazon. It's called like, I, you know, let me just, it's A-U-O-X-E-R. The fitness exercise weighted hula hoop for $19. I got it on sale. It was like 24 and I got it for 19. And just, you know what? I don't care. I'm going to stuff it right under the couch, slide that puppy right under the couch, okay? And when the girls are going crazy, running around and we're having a dance party, I'm just going to take out my hula hoop and I'm just going to start hooping it up. Because you know what? It's fun. And it will make the waistline smaller. And that's that's just really what I want. Because, because I gained 10 pounds from the Merino's Isis. Okay, okay. I just, I just want to say, again, thank you to anybody that came out to Caroline's. Thank you for all your feedback on the New York Post piece. I did have some people, by the boy, that were, that were like, mm. like, you know. And it's like, what, what's with the, eh? Like, we, we need to be supporting each other, okay? Like, I said to a friend, do you know how rare it is to, to get like organic press? How hard it is? It's like insane. You know, if you've ever had a business or a friend with, you know, or if you're an entertainer, you know, you know, it, the f- <laughs> it's rare. So we need to like raise each other. We need to like support each other. Like I, that's it. Like I, I, I can't deal with, with, with the neg- anything negative, but I, I, I'm so, I, I just, I like, it's like not a huge deal, but like it's a huge deal to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'll, I'm gonna frame it. Obviously, like it's 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 really nice. So anyway, thank you for reading. Um, okay. Here's the other thing I want to say. Some people from other past jobs emailed me once they saw that, and they were like, "I can't believe like you're still doing stand up." Like, I can't believe like that's how much you love it. And I said, you know why I'm doing it? I One, I love it. Two, other people love it. Three, it's like my passion and I'm a natural born chatterbox, okay? I felt less alone doing it. And I think other people feel less alone when they identify. And I said, and the final reason is that I don't want to be 80 years old, okay? Hopefully I lived that long. Like, uh, uh, of course, when 92, like my nanny, and I don't want to be sitting in my lazy boy recliner saying, oh, should have done that. Should have done. Oh, I should have tried that painting class. Oh, I should. If there's anything you want to do, you just have to grab your balls and do it. Okay, that's it. So this is the quote of the day by Mark Twain. 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore 
dream and discover. Quote by Mark Twain. How about that, people? This is episode 116. I'm Elise DeLucci. I am on tour with Vic DiBetetto. We're doing the tri-state area. All the dates are on my website. It's uh, mostly weekend shows. I know you guys are coming out. I can't wait to see each and every one of you. If I didn't get to talk to you at the show last night at Caroline's, again, I apologize. I had to take care of some paperwork stuff. But thank you so much for coming. Thank you for listening. And really, thank you for supporting this crazy ass thing that I'm just, you know, this journey I'm on. I'm Elise DeLucci. Talk to you soon.